Good morning from Wilmington, Delaware. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, August 20th. Here are election 2020 updates from today's show. Kamala Harris, the black daughter of immigrants from India and Jamaica, became the first woman of color to accept the nomination for vice president from a major political party during the third night of the Democratic convention here. She said our country is at an inflection point with constant chaos that leaves us adrift, incompetence that makes us afraid, and callousness that makes us feel alone. She spoke here at the Chase Center on a small stage, witnessed by only a small group of reporters who had been tested for the coronavirus before being granted entry. It was definitely awkward, but these are awkward times. She was joined on stage afterward by Joe and Jill Biden, who kept social distance, and her husband, Doug. Harris introduced herself as the daughter of Shaimala, who emigrated to the U.S. from India with a dream of curing cancer before she died in 2009. Her dad came from Jamaica to study economics. They met during the civil rights movement in Berkeley in the 1960s. Speaking before Harris, from a Revolutionary War Museum just up the road in Philadelphia, Barack Obama delivered his most stinging attack to date on President Trump. Obama said Trump has shown no interest in putting in the work, no interest in finding common ground, and no interest in using the awesome power of his office to help anyone but himself and his friends. The former president even appeared to choke up as he recounted a meeting in the Oval Office when he was president with civil rights leaders, including one man who was arrested for protesting injustice in the South on the very day that he was born in Hawaii. The two-hour program reflected a major effort by Democrats to showcase the diversity of their party and the multiracial coalition that they hope will lift Biden, a 77-year-old white man, to the White House. Only one non-Hispanic white man Senator Sherrod Brown of Ohio was given a prominent slot on Wednesday during the broadcast. He co-hosted a segment interviewing struggling small business owners, along with the Mexican-American mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti. The rest of the lineup included New Mexico's Michelle Lujan Grisham, the first Democratic Hispanic woman elected as a governor who talked about climate change, Hillary Clinton, the first woman to top the ticket of a major party, and Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the first woman to lead the People's House. Clinton said people have often told her they didn't realize how dangerous Trump was and that they should have voted back in 2016. She said, quote, this can't be another woulda, coulda, shoulda election. Now, Trump reacted to all the speeches in real time on Twitter with a string of all caps tweets that resurrected his crooked Hillary nickname and that accused Obama without evidence of spying on him. Perhaps the most poignant moment of the night was a video. During a portion of the program that dealt with immigration, an 11-year-old, Estella Juarez, an American citizen, read aloud an open letter that she wrote to Trump describing the pain of her mother's deportation to Mexico. Her mom came to our country when she was a young teenager. Her dad is a decorated Marine, but now she and her dad are alone in the United States. Estella said in her letter, quote, we need a president who will bring people together, not tear them apart. Tonight, the convention wraps up with Joe Biden delivering his acceptance speech. He's been dreaming of this moment for almost 50 years now. This, of course, is not the way he thought it would happen. 
but he'll get to speak on the same stage where Harris appeared last night, just a few miles from his house. Someone who thrives on speaking extemporaneously, feeding off his audience, and often frustrating his staff by veering off script, Biden has been working to craft a speech without built-in applause lines, knowing he won't get laughter or cheers. One of Biden's very favorite movies is The King's Speech, which depicts the unlikely ascension to the throne of King George VI, who needs to overcome a speech impediment and address his countrymen after the Nazi onslaught pulls the kingdom into World War II. King George, who was Queen Elizabeth's father, struggled to conquer a stutter just like Biden. And in the end, he did. In some ways, Biden's speech tonight will be like the climactic scene in that film, which depicts the king in a quiet room taking a microphone to speak to an anxious country over the radio. Biden will address an America where 170,000 of our fellow countrymen have died from the coronavirus and where tens of millions are out of work. His speechwriters tell us that the pressure of this moment weighs heavily on him, and he's determined to meet it. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 every weekday morning wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.